Socialist think tank Origins is simply about socialism. What socialism is, what it means to people, and how it can improve our lives. We speak to people from a variety of backgrounds, both well-known and unknown, to find out what they think socialism is, and develop the ideas around socialism. The red flag flag here. Hello and welcome to Socialist Think Tank. Today we are here with Simon Kennedy. Hi Simon. Hello, how are you doing? I'm absolutely fine, thanks. So, we're just going to go straight into the big question. What's socialism to you? Um, I think socialism to me comes in many, uh, in many forms. Um, I think... You can look at the sort of the, the the intellectual definition of it and the textbook definition of it, and there's 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 a lot to be said about um, you know you know studying that. But I think it's more for me it's more on a on a on a more basic level in terms of what you see um, globally, but also uh, locally. Um, so globally, I would I would say. Um, the examples for me would be, um, you know, how Cuba how Cuba uh, interacts with with other countries and uh, and helps people. Um, they're they're currently getting nominated by by many for um, uh, for the uh, Nobel Peace Prize for its uh, its its medical brigades, um, where it's been doing this for years where people need help, they will go and send their doctors and their nurses um, for no reward. No, you know, it's no thanks. It's what they do. It's about, it's their humanity. Um, so they've been, uh, this last year, they've been sending um, uh, doctors into the, the most uh, extreme areas that have needed support around COVID. So when Italy was, uh, was having such a bad time, it was the Cubans that turned up. And and for me, that's that's a uh, an exhibition of uh, I suppose putting their money where their mouth is. They don't just talk about socialism; they they do it. But I also think that um, for me, other other examples, and then I'll come on to say what I what I think it is. But other examples, are, um, you know, locally is 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 how communities and individuals have responded to COVID, um, making sure that people are fed, that they're looked after. Um, that they're not lonely, um, and I'm not saying that um, uh, that that everybody is doing that, but there is some some just amazing examples of what people are doing, both locally and 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 nationally. Um, and when um, when you see people like um, like Pauline Towns over in um, uh, who's Joe so uh, Solo's mate, um, she uh, she's a publican, and uh, her. Uh, her, her, and 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 supporters through the pub um, are, are feeding people through this desperate time. It, it inspires you and it makes you humble. It, it, it partly it makes me embarrassed that I'm not doing enough. Um, but those those people give inspire, give you hope, um, and and make you feel that actually that that there are good people in the world. And sometimes I think when you see the bad things that go on, yeah you start to think well that's that's the norm well i think actually the reality is 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 very different 
um, I was I was rewatching. Um, I think it was uh, Ben Sellers had posted uh, a Tony a Tony Ben clip about how um, when there were difficulties on the on the on the train coming back from London, um, it started out as a capitalist train. And uh, by the time they'd broken down and they'd been delayed and they were sharing coffee and tea and they were looking after one another and they were making sure everybody was okay, it became a socialist train. And I think that's what what people are, is that when there are difficult times, actually people do come together. And I think the majority do. Um, But, you know, historically, you you see um, socialism in, in, in all, you know, in all sorts of places. The minor strike for me was a uh, was a it was a big uh, learning curve, I suppose. Um, uh, not from a mining family, but to see um, the 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 solidarity went in there and the socialism that is that was alive and well in those in those communities, um, and you know that that still although that's a long time ago that the strike. Um, how people think about it and how people view it is still is still evident i think that of that socialism is is alive and well um you might have seen that Dan Sudeke who was uh, um uh, who, who did a lot up here and nationally around the women against pit closure she died recently and um uh, her circumstances i i i didn't know Anne, but her circumstances was that it was a, 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 a just given a page put up um to to get some money to to help bury her and to to raise enough money for um uh, for a, a memorial bench for her and um people were given money who didn't know her never met her but it was the right thing to do um and there was uh i mean i'm not trying to paint a, a, a rosy view of that everybody's fine because on the on the page there was um somebody that clearly was a scab during 84, 85, and he um, was trolling um, and, and you know, was was awful in, in, the, in his post. But you know what? People like me said, actually, you know what? I'm going to give double. I was going to give this amount of money, but I'm going to put more in. I'm going to put that money in, in your name. So I think, um, for me, all those examples of, of what socialism is, or, in a, or their examples, but I think trying to boil it down for me is it's about treating people with respect making sure that people are treated the way that you want to be treated and that um uh well corbyn came up with a with a tagline of um for for the many not the few and i think that that sort of sums it up for me it's trying to make society better fairer the looking after people um and and I think it can be achieved. I think, you know, the NHS is a cracking example. I know lots of people will will quote that. Um, but it's real. We all pay a bit in and we all get what we need out. And that's not a bad way to run society. Thanks, Simon. I've got, I've got two directions I want to go here. So firstly, I'm going to go into, like, you personally. Have you always known that you're a socialist? Or is it something that came to you later or... Or was it something you always were, but didn't really have the word for? Uh, no, I don't think I was a. I don't think I don't think I was a socialist when I was younger. I think it's something that I, that I learned. It's not to say that um, the that the essence were there. My my mum and dad weren't um, 
particularly pol political. Um, they voted Tory in, in 79, as unfortunately lots of working class people did. Um, but the things for me that sort of, that I can remember that, um, that, that pricked my consciousness and, and made me think about things was that me, me mum and dad were, um, were in our house were very vocal around uh, uh, the uh, apartheid and it and and although you know as a as a young kid I, I didn't live in a in a mixed in mixed community I didn't know people from different uh, uh, races and uh, and backgrounds um, as you know many communities uh, in the 1970s were 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 very uh, you know, we're very white where, where we lived, um, but it was just wrong. And that was, that was something that I think, um, helped me sort of start to view the world that, um, that everybody's the same. Um, and just because somebody is, uh, you know, within South Africa, just because they were black, doesn't mean that you should treat them, um, with any less respect than anybody else. If you're a person, you're a person, um, and and also my mum um, was uh, um, and very much in, in an anti-hunt. Anti she wasn't, uh, not that she was into sabbing or anything like that. Um, uh, that was my cousin. Um, but uh, certainly was, uh, was very, um, became very animated about uh, being against the hunt and, and cruelty around animals. And and I think that for me, if you if you uh, are opposed to cruelty to, to animals, and I am, you know, um, then why wouldn't I be want to be opposed to cruelty to people? Um, because I, you know, it's um, there are so many bad things in the world, and you you have to have a, an emotional response to those things. Um, if you don't, then there's something wrong to, with you. I think. So, I think. Um, it, so it didn't really come from 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 home. Um, where it where my politics were learnt, I suppose, was um, was round um, somebody else's family table. When I um when, I, when my dad lost his job when um, when he when I was eighteen, and uh, we'd moved around the country, and we we were from the northeast, and um, we uh, we came back to the northeast when I was sixteen, and. Um, my dad lost his job and uh, he got another job down in Derby and um, I didn't want to go so um, I moved out and uh, they moved down to Derby and uh, I, I had a flat and le led a very bedsick uh, type of existence with uh, one of my pals and uh, it was that my best friends uh, parents that and family that became my surrogate family and uh, they looked after me and uh, um, the, the, they were the, the Reeds who lived in, in Washington and um, around their Sunday table, one, they fed me, um, both um, physically and emotionally, and, uh, and we talked politics. And uh, Vince had uh, uh, worked at West Door and had been uh, on strike in 84, 85. So this would have been um, 87, 88. And um, uh, what I learned there, um, you know, lots of people would have to go to university for a long time, study an awful lot, 
and they wouldn't get off of it. It was real. It was uh, it was intelligent. And if you said something, you had to back it up, but in a really understanding and caring way. And I learned loads. And that's what lit the fires in me. Um, and um, I never looked back. That's um, it's a really nice story. And obviously, um, what you keep referring to, I've noticed, is you keep on referring to internationalism here like that that seems to be a running theme with you and i know that from from knowing you personally that you you're very much interested in international affairs and international socialism and i think um what what i find quite strange is some people when you mention the solidarity the cuba show the countries they probably raise their eyebrows and that took a little while for me as well and i think i learned that from within the trade union movement with you with you so what would you say to someone who like doesn't really know about what cuba are trying to do and basically have this idea that you know all they know is the cuban missile crisis they were the enemies of the west so well so-called enemies of the west um what is it about cuba and and what goes on in cuba that you, that you respect um i mean i've never been to cuba i mean i'd, I'd like to go um uh but I mean, I've met many, many Cubans over here, um, and um, I think it. I think people have to re have to remember. I mean, we're very bad at history um, in, in in Britain. We don't we, we don't teach it. Um, uh, the, the curriculum is very poor. I think around history, um, but you know, Cuba was a was a was a dictatorship. It was um, you know it was a bloody awful place for working people to live um you would end up in jail or you'd be shot and um uh they tried to overthrow um and it was backed by america but you know where which sort of dictator wasn't backed by america um but the the thing for me was that it was the the struggle of ordinary people who said we you know we're, we're not doing this anymore we need to we need to change and you know, with the, when when you look at history, it will talk about Fidel Castro and it will talk about Che Guevara, and um, both of those are, are, are political heroes of mine. Um, but it was it was the trade unions within um, uh, Cuba that were on a general strike. You know, this wasn't just if a few adventurists who were trying to, uh, to 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 raise an army this was you know the peasants this was um uh, the, the the workers who had had enough of being exploited um and wanted change and it and it wasn't a socialist or a communist revolution to start off with it was just trying to throw off the the oppression of um of a, of a dictator and uh, in, and it it changed as as thing went on but for me it's not about labels in terms of was it this ism or this ism it was about what they what they did for people and they changed the country fundamentally and they put people first and they made sure that people could read that they could uh, that they were fed that they were housed um and that they that they were looked after when they were ill and i don't think that's unreasonable you know, if 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 I if I was Fidel Castro, those are the things that I would be trying to achieve for for the people that I represented. 
and I'm not saying that Cuba was perfect because show me where where it where it is, you know, and I, it'll be the first. You know, they 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 did things wrong. They do things wrong. Um, but I think um, in the face of being um, at war, and they are at war, whether it's an economic one or or, or, a, or a military one, with with um, with their their neighbours, which is the most powerful country in the world, they will have made mistakes. Um, but I think their intention is right. What they try to do is they try to make sure that people are looked after, and they value everybody. And if you're valued as a person, then you also um you know want to help and want to give back and and i know that there are you know many who left and went to uh, went to america and you know they, they they certainly don't like the um the the government in cuba um but there's lots and lots stayed when and there's lots you know when you see their um their boxers who who, who fight in the um uh, uh in the olympics they could all become professionals and go and earn an absolute fortune. Um, they could, you know, but they don't. They stay and they 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 they're with their families and they're with the, their people. And um, I think what they what they have done there is quite remarkable. You know, the the infant mortality is 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 better than America. Um, they have a you know superb literacy rate. Um, they are developing. Um, uh, medicines that they give away to the rest of the world for free um they've done stuff with uh, uh, meningitis they're doing stuff with covid um and they'll share that and 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 i think that's you know that's how you help people that's how you you gain respect and you know when um uh it's for me you know when when i look at uh, when um uh when we look at the, the likes of Mandela when they when he came out of um, out of prison, you know the first people that he went to see were 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 the likes of Fidel Castro. He was a brother to him because when when there when there were difficulties, it was the likes of Cuba who supported them financially and military to be able to 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 overthrow um, apartheid. And um, Mandela made no excuses, um, uh, you know, wouldn't accept any any criticism for doing that, um, because Cuba put its money where its mouth was, and it and it does help people. It's interesting what you were saying there about um, about COVID and the first Latin American country to um, to develop a COVID vaccine, and they've also developed an HIV vaccine. And they're the world leaders in vaccines. And if we wanted to have some solidarity, if we'd have put some some resources into Cuba, I think we would have probably had a COVID vaccine a little bit earlier because that is their area of expertise, isn't it? The the vaccine they wanted to vaccinate their people against against these awful, terrible diseases. And I also heard as well that they've um, apparently I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but eliminated. Um, mother to child passing on HIV and you know I think there were around 3,000 people a day born with HIV and you think what a remarkable feat that is because they're focused on the health of the people rather than you know maybe other things like uh, the financialization of of everything yeah and you've also I think what we have to look at when you when you look at Cuba is that um, they're a tiny island they're a tiny island with not many natural resources. 
um, not much industry, yet they still prevail. And they prevail because of the spirit of the people. If they want, if they'd wanted to get rid of um, of, of Castro, if they'd wanted to overthrow um, the present the present term uh, government, they could, but they don't, and they don't because, you know, it might not be perfect, and it isn't perfect, but it's a damn sight better than what it was, and it's a damn sight better than what what it could be. So you know, I think um, uh, it it. it it is to be applauded, but it shouldn't be looked through in um, in rose-tinted glasses. You know, they, they aren't as progressive in some areas that, than I think they could be. And I think that when they make mistakes, all of us, including those of us on the left, should point those out. You know, nobody gets a free ride. You know, just because you might, you might say that you are, a, um, you know, this type of country, you, you're still open to criticism, but that I don't think criticism is a, is a, we all learn. We all say, right, actually, yeah, we need to change. We need to move with the times. Um, and, uh, and Cuba is making its own way. And that's what I respect is they won't be told how they should um, run their country. They'll, they'll make those, they'll make their mistakes. They'll make their, their right decisions, but they'll do it. And there's a lot of democracy within, within Cuba. There's a lot of participation and um, you know, it's, um, it, there's a lot of in, interesting things going on there that I think um, that many of us can can look and, and learn um, and uh, and take note. So I'm going to move on a little bit. You mentioned uh, trade unions in um, in Cuba, and the reason I know you and I know that you will always offer unconditional solidarity to me, actually, which is a hugely appreciated thing and such a rare thing. Um, I know you through the trade union movement. So I want to ask you, where do you think trade unionism fits in with socialism? Um, I think um, I think there's there's a few things I could say in terms of um, I, I think trade unions are and can be socialist. I think they can be revolutionary. I think they could be conservative. I think they can be reactionary. And um, much of it is about leadership. Um, and there are some um, there are some fabulous socialists in um, in the trade union movement. Um, same as there's some fabulous socialists in the in the Labour Party. Um, but that doesn't make it either the Labour Party or um, the trade union movement socialist. Um, but I think, as I think, the trade unions are a, a vehicle for change, for improvement of working people, um, and and without them, um, and and obviously their members, um, we'd be in a very very sorry state, and we wouldn't have had the significant changes that we've had over the last few hundred years. Um, all the significant changes have come about through struggle um hasn't been given to us and it's that struggles either been through industrial action um or extra parliamentary action and um uh, and most of the time it's been led by the trade unions and and trade unionists so i i think i think they are an integral part of a of a of a socialist society um and i think that they can do very great things but um again just because 
they're a trade unionist or you're a trade unionist doesn't mean that um uh, that you're a socialist and it doesn't mean that you're trying to improve you know society in general i think that's where those of us who are socialists have got to be encouraging pushing organizing and educating people to what trade unions trade unions can achieve I think that's a, a, a very realistic view of, of where we are with regards to socialists within trade unionism. But is trade, union, is trade unionism itself a socialist concept, the idea of working together for better outcomes for people? Is that coming together through trade unionism? Is that kind of a socialist idea that maybe, like, maybe not everyone identifies as a socialist within the trade union movement but the idea behind it is do you think that is a socialist thing um very much so i think um i mean the the, the trade union historically the trade union that inspires me is the uh is the num and the the, the uh, miners association and um uh when, what they set when they when they set themselves up um at the uh in the end of the the, the, the 19th century and in, in into the 20th century um they were led by people who, who weren't um socialists they were methodists um and as we moved into the 20th century some of them weren't very progressive but what they did was very socialist in terms of its outcomes because they they set up the welfare state in in county durham or in the in the, in the mining area of county durham way before um the 45 government did um they had schools hospitals libraries uh leisures you know leisure facilities that was all paid for by miners from their from their wage that was given into the into the into the miners uh union and uh, that money was put together for the benefit of everybody and um, that I think is the model you know that um, and I think that is quite revolutionary in terms of uh, certainly at the time of of how it was done um, and it was about looking after their people um, they couldn't do it as an individual the state wasn't doing it so you know what the trade union will do it and they delivered um, so I think that model is, um, is, is remarkable and, you know, it shows you what trade unions can do and how they are socialist in terms of what they produced. Um, but if we were to look at the politics of some of the leadership at the time, I don't think you'd call them socialists, but it doesn't matter because, you know, labels aren't important. It's about what you deliver and what you do for people and the dma did a hell of a lot um for 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 its people and i don't just mean its members i mean its people the people in the communities were looked after were supported you know if you if you were ill you didn't lose your house you didn't um you know your kids would see a dentist your, your kids would see the doctor and that considering at the time that if you didn't have if you didn't have the the union to look after you you'd have none of that so you know, I think um, I think they can be um, very uh, socialist in in terms of what they deliver. They're trying to deliver fairness. They're trying to um, improve the lot of working people. 
and that's a noble cause. Maybe I would say that, um, but uh, but that's how I see it. That's really interesting. I think a lot of um, a lot of what you've spoken about there, about that community and sp- community spirit almost that comes with that. Um, I believe personally that is the form of socialism that I think will be the kind of socialism that could work eventually given power. I don't think you can possibly do top-down socialism and just tell everyone to be socialist. Power needs to be given to ordinary people to to build those communities. But you've you've mentioned all those things and I know that there's so many achievements that the that the trade unions made around those like you know even swimming pools for people like it was it wasn't just security it was leisure as well there was um like you know the welfare parks and and all these things that they did um do you think that people have kind of lost touch with what a trade union can do and have started viewing them as something else i think some people have i think um sometimes that's the fault of individuals i think that's sometimes faults trade unions um i think Trade unions are their strongest when they um, focus on what is important to members, um, but at the same time looking to educate members. I mean, one, one of the, the, the trade unions that I respect the most is the, uh, the RMT. Um, the RMT is, a, a, and makes no apologies for this, is a fighting militant trade union. Um, you join them, their expectation is that um, you'll take action. Um, many times you don't have to take action because you're prepared to. Um, but they uh, and they they had incredible growth in terms of their membership, um, and they delivered for members. And if you look at the the rates of pay, not for all their members because the job is not done, but if you look at, at at the train drivers and the tube drivers, they are on good money. And the only reason they're on good money is because they're members of a trade union. And they're, they're members of a trade union that, that they are they will be led into battle and they they will um they will be supported by their members and that's that's how it works you know it is that solidarity um and uh, it it makes a significant difference and that's why um the papers love to to attack the rmt you know bob crow is one of the most inspirational trade union leaders that that i've known and um I met him a few times and um, what you saw in the in, on the telly is what he was like in, in real life for me. Um, it was somebody that I really respected um, who, um, uh, you know, if, if he said it, he meant it. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, more, more trade union leaders like that um, are, are to be welcomed and, but it did, you know, and developed. <laughs> You know, they don't just happen by accident. Um, it, it is a, an interesting time that we're in. Um, Unison have just replaced their general secretary. Unite are, are going to be replacing their, their general secretary. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the socialists within, um, within Unite do. Um, and obviously those who are not socialists and, and are looking for a, a very different uh, uh, union. And uh, hopefully the left will prevail. So some of our viewers may not really understand what a trade union is and, and what it is. Now, I always define a trade union is as, um, as people who work in a place. That's what a trade union is to me. Um, 
what is a trade union to you? I think your your version is not a bad one to um, uh, to to use. I mean, I think it, it, a trade union is very much its members, and a trade union is is only powerful um, if it has members and and uh, and that they are prepared to become involved in the union and uh, uh, and and a, a recruit and educate other other members. Trade unions aren't buildings in London, you know. They're not head offices. They're not um, uh, the the you know trade union officials. Um, they're not, you know. The, I mean, many times we build those structures to help us deliver in the workplace, but it is very much about the workplace, um, and I think part of the problem that we've had is that um, because there's been you know the breakup of those large workplaces um then it becomes more of a challenge for trade unions um but they're still relevant they're still um making a difference there's they're growing um you know over six million members in the uh, in the tuc um and um if if we didn't make a difference we wouldn't be getting attacked by the daily mail all the time I mean, I think that's a good barometer, isn't it? It's always a good barometer. As someone who's been um, attacked in the Daily Mail personally, um, you know, I always, I always take that as a judgment. Now, um, I remember learning, learning from you that, like, as a as a trade union worker, you are there to represent the members. You work for the members. Do you feel like? I don't know. I'd, where did this come from that like trade unions were a non-participatory thing? Because um, I find a lot of people in my profession in teaching don't really recognise the idea that they are the union. They see the union as maybe a I don't know, maybe like an almost an, an insurance policy against something really going wrong in their career, rather than something that they can actively get involved in. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I think we, we, we've got into the situation where for some, not all, but for some, um, it's like a, it's like an insurance, you know, it's insurance for um, uh, when you go to work, you insure your car, you insure your house, well, why wouldn't you insure your job? And um, I've heard that being said, I've said it myself. Um, uh, and that view of trade unionism is wrong. I mean, just plain and simple. Um, but it, I think where we've, I mean, society has changed over over the years and um, there are less volunteers in all organisations. There is less participation in all organisations. Um, and, um, but I think I go back to what I was saying before. If you make it relevant, then people um, do care do want to get involved um not everybody's going to become a, a workplace rep um what you want is for them is to is to care what's happening in the workplace and to be you know uh, want to be a member of a union but also that when they've got a problem they go and talk to their their union that means their colleagues their workplace rep the idea that you know me as a full-time official and 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 others that we would come in on a a white charger and you know solve all the problems it's it's just it doesn't work like that and it shouldn't work like that 
um, to to have sustainable um, strength in a workplace that um, that gives you power. Because I think one of the things that trade unions, um, those who are very active, what they, what they understand that it's about power, and whether the employer has the is more power, or whether it's more equal. Um, and I don't mean that um, trade unions are trying to run companies. Um, but it's about making sure that it is more equal. It's more, it's more fair in the workplace. And that if the employer does something that is unfair, there is a consequence. And that's a collective response by the people who work there. And that's very, very powerful. And I don't think people realize how much power they actually have when they exert that um, economic power. It's not political power when, you, when you're involved in a trade union. It's, it's economic power and it's significant. And when people come together and they say, no, enough is enough, they can change their workplace. Um, I think the problem is, is that um, not enough realise that. And I don't think we do enough to educate people to, to understand that actually any problem can be solved. Um, and employers do listen to trade unions that have the backing of their members and, and can get you better pay. It is a safer place to work in if you're if you're in a trade union, um, you know. It's they they can make a massive difference, and and they do make a massive difference. Um, as I say, six million people, more than six million people, wouldn't belong to a trade union if um, if it didn't make a difference. If it wasn't worth being a member, if it didn't give them the opportunity to try and get better wages. Uh, better terms and conditions, better holidays, you know, less, less, you know, a better work-life balance. Those are the, those are the things that, uh, that are important to people. So I'm going to ask you a slightly, slightly different question on this. Um, in my experience in trade unions, you know, there's, there's this idea that we should be pragmatic and, you know, for me, pragmatism means compromise it doesn't mean starting from a compromised position. What are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like, so So from my point of view, I think sometimes trade unions pick a compromised position because they think, well, they'll never go for what we actually want. So we'll start from a negotiating position that is actually much closer to the position we think the outcome we want is. You know, and, and, and is that a... Is that a good strategy? Is that that is that something? Is that something you recognise? Is that an unfair representation? No, I mean I think um, uh, I think I think pragmatism is not a dirty word, and um, although I you know I'm, I'm going to contradict myself here in the sense that I've talked about how trade unions can be uh, revolutionary, can be socialist, um, but also I think that um, compromise isn't a dirty word. It's, it depends on whether or not it's it's it is reasonable, and it's also about what do your members think? What do your members think that is fair in terms of a pay rise or in terms of you know a change in their uh, in their job? Um, it isn't for me to tell them. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm a although I work for trade union, I'm also a, a branch secretary for um, for the for the staff who who, who work there, and. Um, I, I won't be told by um, uh, the full-time official who is re, who, who is linked to our, to our branch 
what I can and can't do on behalf of the members. It'll be the members that will tell me what the position is. I'll give them my opinion. I'll give them my advice. But ultimately, you know, as a branch secretary, um, we put it to a vote and people then tell us. And I, and I think that's that, that that's a powerful, you know, that's a powerful vehicle for um, because it's not the union that is compromising or is being seen to be reasonable. It is the members looking and saying, you know what, that's all right, because at some point you have to do a deal. You know, um, now you, you, know, you use your, your industrial muscle, you use your collective strength uh, to try to get the best deal that you can. But it doesn't mean that you have to get into, into a battle every time. It doesn't mean there has to be a strike every time. But what the employer needs to know is that if they don't deliver what is reasonable to the membership, then there will be a collective response. And, um, uh, and that makes that conversation much more interesting because the employer also has to compromise the employer has to be pragmatic it isn't about the union giving in um, and giving away its position it's about you know two more equal organizations talking together with mutual respect um, the difficulty comes is when the employers don't respect the uh, the the trade unions and what i mean by that is they don't respect their staff because sometimes employers, bad employers, will, will sort of try to make the trade union a separate entity. It's what you were saying in terms of what trade unions are. They try to say, you know, it's the, the, the trade union. I, I mean, I've been called a, uh, an outside malevolent force before, and uh, uh, I quite like the title. Um, but the reality is in that in that strike, the reason why we had nearly, you know, 90 people on the picket line is because they turned up. I didn't force them to turn up, you know, they turned up on a, I think it was in, in a January on, um, uh, in the rain and they turned up because it was the right thing to do. The, the employer was wrong and, uh, eventually the employer realized they were wrong and we got a good deal. That's a, that's, that's a really important thing to think there as well, because, you know, Trade unions don't really take action when things are going well. And I often think you can see the press will will portray a strike or any sort of trade union action as being a negative thing, like, oh, no, our trains aren't going to run. Oh, no, our schools aren't going to open, that kind of thing. Without thinking, And then they blame the people who take the strike, either the unions, the people who work in a place, or... Um, or the unions as some sort of external force they'll blame them however would you agree that that would be the employer's fault if it ever gets to that stage because i know it's pretty hard to get to that stage well, i mean the laws um that we have in uh, in britain uh, mean that it's so difficult to get to to the point of a picket line um so there's got to be a it's a failure on the behalf of the employer if we get to that situation and the trade unions get the blame um but you know it's i mean i've heard you know people say well it's a, it's a failure of of the trade unions as well if we get to that situation um i i don't think i don't think it is a failure on our part it is it's a failure of industrial relations and we've got to um look at why did we get to the situation where there was um, 
there was a, an industrial action or there was a breakdown. Um, and, you know, I suppose I look at it from one point of view. I, I, I try to look at it from other points of view, but I, I find it very difficult. Um, so I would say that, you know, you know, whose fault was it when the uh, the doctors went on strike a few years ago, the, ju the junior doctors? Was it the doctor's fault? I, I don't see that at all. It was the government's fault. The government provoked it. The government created it. Um, and um, the doctors didn't want to do it. Um, but they did. Um, and fair play to them. Um, but, um, you know, I think there are many times when it's part of... Of a, of a strategy that the employers think that they can ride it out that it won't hurt them it won't hurt their business um but we've seen quite a few industrial actions recently um where unions have been successful U unite have had two massive successes didn't get any covering coverage in the in the papers but um uh but you know the the rolls-royce uh, dispute uh, that uh, unite won absolutely fantastic um and uh, ba have backed down over there they're higher and fire and the only reasons why both those disputes were won was because tra the trade unionists were gonna were prepared um to this the staff were prepared to take action and the leadership of the trade union were going to back them 100 and in that situation um the employer saw sense and i think that's what trade unions try to do many times Brilliant. Thanks, Simon. Um, so I'm going to move on now to what are your hopes of the future? What role do you think, you know, uh, trade unionism can play in building a, a socialist society and, and a fairer society? Um, do you think trade unions will play a big role in that? And uh, what advice would you give to people as well about joining a trade union? Um. I think trade unions will can and will do uh, what their members want. You know, it's um, can they change society? Yeah, they could, um, but I think it it will be dependent upon whether uh, members want them um, generally to do it. Um, but I think part of what we really look to is the is the education of of members the political education um there isn't much political education within um uh, within schools with you know when you when you when you get taught about history it's um you know um there isn't much that uh, that uh, that that um that comes through there um so it's where do you get that um you know i've got to say i think the the Labour Party's not great at it. Um, and um, uh, so I think trade unions can and have had that role of being able to um, uh, to educate its members, um, sometimes formally. You know, um, trade unions used to send its uh, its members and activists to uh, Rushkin College in, um, at, at Oxford um, to, to get uh, degrees. Um, uh, and, and a lot of that would be in politics or economics. Um, and they used to have formal education programs um, that were about politics. I think we should do more of it. I think um, uh, I think members of, of trade unions are are interested in that because um, the economic power that you may or may not have in a workplace 
um, only takes you so far. You also need that political power as well. And understanding where, um, the, you know, understanding the battles, the victories and the losses that we've had as a movement um, in the past gives us the, the, the knowledge and understanding of what we can do in the future. Um, and we'll, we'll have losses. We'll, we'll, we will have defeats, um, but we'll have victories as well. And um, every defeat we've got to uh, we've got to learn from and and move on and develop and educate and grow and um, and come back stronger. Um, so I I'm hopeful for the future in terms of trade unions. I think um, I'm very optimistic that um, uh, that they will continue, that they will grow, and that they'll make a difference to people's lives. Um, I wish that there was many more people in, and I think um, that's. Um, that's something that I would say to um, to anybody is um, if you if you're not in a trade union, join. Um, and if you are in a trade union, get involved. And if you're involved in a trade union, become a rep. Because that's what makes the difference. That's what makes us stronger in work, and that's what can change. Um, it can give. It can. We can earn more money. We can have better work. We can. Uh, enjoy our jobs we can get a work-life balance um, and the, the the challenges that we face um, from um, the technological changes that are going to come um, you know the, the difficulties that we that, that our uh, four uh, fathers and mothers had in terms of the the changes in industrial uh, you know when they introduced different um, uh, um, um, what was I going to say that um, when they introduced um, machinery? God, I'll get the right words. When they introduced machinery into the into the workplace, it's not a very difficult word to remember, is it? Um, you know, there there was there was responses. There were um, uh, trade unions, and trade unionists were uh, were concerned. There was direct action through the likes of Captain Swing. Um, but all of that change is going to pale into significance um, in terms of the artificial intelligence that is going to change all of our jobs. And, and I think that we've got to understand the potential of what allows us to, to, to deliver. That if, if jobs are replaced by um, machines in whatever shape or form, then what can we do with that time? That time shouldn't be that we should then have to continue doing, uh, you know, trying to find work that we can do. There's a lot of money going to be created by these, uh, by the changes in society. So why do we not then have the ability for all of us to be working significantly less hours? So that will give us a better quality of life and that we can spend time with our loved ones. And if the last 12 months haven't taught us that, then actually, you know, um, those are the important things that, we, that we've got to focus on, I think. And time is the new currency, isn't it? I'm going to forgive you because of the lateness of the hour for not remembering the word machinery there, Simon. <laughs> I'm going to move on to um, one final question, which is, it's a little bit left field, but... If you are dealing with um, a bad faith actor, if you are dealing with someone you think is working in bad faith and will not be honest with you as an employer, would you ever agree to them 
like kind of just producing minutes at a later date or would you try and get yourself um, an agreed set of outcomes before the end of that meeting? Uh, I mean, I think there's lots of strategies of, of, of dealing with people who um, you don't trust. I mean, trust is, uh, is, is earned, isn't it? Um, and there are times when, um, you know, your, your word um, is your bond on both ways. You, sh you know the shake of the hand and i don't mean in a sort of backroom sort of way but that you know if you if if you say to somebody this is what i'm going to do they know that that's what you mean and that you'll follow it through uh, and the same goes for, for for employers and and there are many employers out there who um you know if they agree if they say right you're going to get a three percent pay rise you're going to get a three percent pay rise but there are also some of those that's, that'll say no that's not what i meant you know that's not what we said and i think it's for um members of the union to know they know their they know their employer they know their managers whether they can trust them or not um but i think you know if in doubt get it written down get it signed off um uh because then then everybody knows there's no ambiguity. I've got to say, I've been to lots of meetings where mem memories were slightly divergent in terms of what was agreed. Um, and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And, um, you know, sometimes there, 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 there are mistakes. And I don't think that it's necessarily bad faith. I'm, I think at other at sometimes it is just a failure of communication. It's you know, it's an assumption, isn't it? This is what we meant by it. Well, was that actually explored? Um, and and I think that's a that's a failure of of communicating, isn't it? Um, but ultimately, at some point, you do need to get it written down because um, you never know when you might have to refer back to it. Thanks, Simon. Um, are there any final messages? I would, um, from everything you've said as well, my my final message on this would be. Um, if you've got a rep in your workplace, get behind them, make sure they're backed up and make sure that people um, in a school or in a workplace or anywhere else um, know that that, that, um, that rep is working on behalf of everyone. It's not their opinion. It's the group's opinion. Any, um, any final messages you'd like to get out there for people in, in trade, uh, with regards to trade unions or anything else? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, trade unions can and do make a difference. Um, I think um, uh, if you support your trade, you, 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 your rep, if you don't think they're doing a good job, stand against them, you know, put yourself forward. Um, if, they're, if they're not doing everything you want, volunteer, volunteer to be an assistant, help them. Um, you know, you can have a team. It doesn't have to be an individual. It's best when it's not. Um, get a workplace committee get you know but if you we all complain about work it's it's you know sometimes it's good for the soul to have a bit of a whinge um, but if it is if it isn't good enough then either put up with it and shut up or actually say actually this is there can be something different there can be a different way of doing this and talk to your colleagues um, and you know there will be trade unions out there if you're not a, if you're not already a member of a trade union there will be people who will they'll be there to help you guide you and support you 
because they too want to make your working life better um and um you know i think we all deserve to have our uh, we have to spend a lot of time at work and i think we all deserve for it to be as good as possible and for us to get that better work-life balance and to um uh, to enjoy the, the short time that we have in, in on this on this planet and um work is um work is important but it's not the it's not the most important thing um that we do uh unfortunately we have to earn the money to allow us to do the important stuff um but there are some big battles coming paul you know um and and trade unions are going to be the only ones who are going to be able to fight them um you know i mentioned before about the impact on art of artificial intelligence on on work but we've got a massive issue around pensions you know um there are people who still have good pensions but there are plenty who have rubbish ones and there are plenty of people who have no pensions at all and what as a society what are we going to do in 50 years time when people who are retired either well, either you can't retire and you have to die in work so people working in their 70s and 80s becomes the norm rather than the exception um or people are in poverty when they retire and um i i, I don't want to be in poverty when i retire you know i when I was younger, I worked in a, in a bank, and uh, I used to see people coming in for um, for their for their pension when they retired. And um, um, I've seen far too many people with nothing. And I, I you know, I, those are big battles that we're going to have to fight as a, a to, to to win to make that difference. Um, otherwise, we're going to repeat the, the 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 failures, you know, the problems that we've had in the past, and we'll be having workhouses again. You know, we've got soup kitchens. The next thing will be workhouses. Uh, a brilliant note to end on there, Simon. So um, solidarity forever to you. And uh, thanks for all the solidarity that you showed to so many people. Thanks, Paul. See you soon. We'll keep the red flag flying here.